There was a kick of ours who was not yes. looking at his wing. Um, no look pass from Manny Lebok. I've never said this on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this on the podcast, and you can you can hate me if you want, but I'm not fun at parties, mm. and I'll prove it to you by. I'm not. Even, I don't even go to parties by telling you. There's no such thing as a no look anything. <laughs> there's no such thing as a no look anything. You there's, saw it, then you looked away. You saw it, and you looked away. It's a look away it's pass, a, yeah. uh, like uh, Firmino as well, and his no look passes or goal scoring. How do you know that it's there? How do you know that man is there? Because you saw him, you looked at him, and the only way to see him is to, because you looked at him. It look, it's flashy, you yeah. know. Um, I, I'm here to burst people, like to burst people's bubbles. There's no and such thing as a no look anything. I've been here many times before, and I've never been defeated. And still, I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. Another week, a windy day, but. To Upfront is coming through for you to make it a good week. My name is Jay and I am joined as always by Chuck. How you doing, Chuck? Well, thanks, international football break. No drama, no tears. Are you missing well. are you missing the football? Yeah, because as much as like you get a performance like Portugal winning 9-0, I don't watch that because I'm yeah. like, ah, do I really want to go watch internationals? Because some of them are friendly, some of them are qualifiers. Ah, it makes my style, man. I mean, club football is is at the top of the list, right? It's, mm. it's it's bread and butter, the main thing that we watch, the the thing that we love most, I'd say. But you know, like this year, like also during the transfer window, uh, when rather football was taking a break, club football that is. I don't know. This year there's been so much sport that I felt like I haven't missed club football as much as mm. in the previous years like we've had the women's world cup now is i mean the internationals aside we've got some cricket we've got some rugby the world cup again there was a world cup of netball mm. and yeah there's, there's 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 been there's been a lot and yeah now we served this year if anything though in terms of internationals if i would were to regret something I think I should have watched like Germany much closer. Because I think Bayern are run just like Germany. Um, yeah. If something is new and shiny, they want it. If something goes wrong, it's panic stations. They never resolve or wait it out or put in another process. If plan A doesn't work, they rip it up and you're out of there. Because it's not like Germany come from like a recent history of being dominant in, in, in tournaments. They, they were average. Or rather, Naguma World Cup, Pumakrum stage, Nanani. So. What is Hansi Flick doing wrong that hasn't been done wrong before? But anyway. they've they've been terrible for twenty twenty three five years now. For that's a long that's now. a long time, and then for them to say, well, ah, well, this is a show that broke the camel's back. Hansi Flick, go, oh, But I, I know that they want an immediate turnaround. It's not like I'm a I'm a, I'm a top, so, so, so It takes forever till we we are close enough to win another league title, and it's like ah, it's too late. We'll see what becomes of that because now in the manager pool, like Hansi Flick is out there. For somebody to go get that's that's gonna be interesting in terms of the hot seats in some of those uh clubs mm. some of those big clubs because mm. last time we saw him saw him coaching a club he was winning a treble so mm. germany's loss might be somebody else's gain maybe someone in saudi for now 
That would be unfortunate. <laughs> All right, so to another issue that was unfortunate during the weekend, over the weekend, sorry. Bafana Bafana played a friendly against Namibia. Um, Hugo Bros wanted to see a performance from a much-changed side and see if he could gain something. But people who were not there to see that particular performance were the fans. Mm. Um, it was an empty stadium. No one really came out to show and support Bafana, show support for Bafana Bafana. Um, and I mean, Dallas City, we're not going to go watch Bafana because we know Bafana Oh, we know it's going to be like last time. We know they're not going to score goals. Basically, they were, not, they were underperforming. And if you look at the fact that in the last nine games, Bafana are unbeaten. And in, 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 in between those nine games, we've qualified for AFCON. Yeah. Why are the fans not coming still? It's a culture now, Chuck. Um, I think, oh man, I feel as though we got to a place with the national team through the multitude disappointments that we are struggling to get out of that hole. I think we've cast Bafana Bafana in a certain light. And even though, as you mentioned, that many games unbeaten, we're not yet giving them the benefit of the doubt to die squad, you know, mm-hmm. or let's throw our support behind them. Yes, there's also still the matter of the Bafana games aren't advertised very well. You know, the Morocco game was advertised very well and people came out in numbers to watch Morocco. Perhaps also was the fact that it was a recently um, semi-final team at a World Cup that brought the numbers out. And you look at Namibia and you ask the question, who's Namibia based on their ranking? But Namibia are a team, although they were missing Peter Shalulile still, who beat Cameroon at home recently mm. and they're on the verge of qualifying for the FCON just like we've qualified for the FCON so in the past I get it and I support it I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of supporters have every right to, to, to voice their displeasure with a team that they support when they're not doing well or they're not holding up the end of the bargain in terms of giving the fans joy because if we root for the teams and we support them and we are raucous when when they're doing well you have every right as well to express a disappointment when they're not doing well mm. but that's not the case with Bafana at the moment yes we haven't gone to a semi-final or won an FCON or qualified for the World Cup kind of success but there has been a turnaround we have qualified for an AFCON, and when last did we do that? Back in 2019, when we made it all the way to the quarterfinals, you know? And I think South African fans need to decide, do, do we want to hold Bafana Bafana in, in, in contempt for the rest of their existence? Or are we actually wanting to see a turnaround? And if there's a turnaround, is, is, is our end of the bargain that as soon as you perform, we are there? Well, they're performing. Mm. We aren't there. And even worse, like in the heart of South African football, you know, yeah. and tickets were 50 rand. And I heard that they eventually were opening the gates at Orlando for free for anyone to come off the, the streets to come watch Bafana. But it was still the same thing. Mm. I think for the first time, I'd say the disappointment is the fans. Um, the onus is on the fans to go and watch Bafana Bafana and support them. I'd like to say Chuck and I were also not at the stadium, but Bissim Noven. So we, we've got a valid reason. Because uh, if we weren't an available, this is Oyland. We've been to Orlando to watch Pirates. Uh, it's the national team, and they're doing relatively well at the moment. I think what Pegama Stadium, like Orlando, Lucas Moripe, stadiums that are like in the center of Ikas or a particular neighborhood. There's always a vibe for me whenever there's a match there. Like whenever we've gone to Imakulong, which is here in Tembisa, you see the lights shine brighter. I like that around the guys for like the next 500 meters or whatever. It draws you in. It draws you in and there's just a good vibe and an energy around it. And we're talking about local clubs here. Like Bissupe had our Highlands against Chiefs or Highlands against Sundowns or whatever. And we somewhat backed Highlands because they're playing at our local uh, stadium. The fact that 
Ubafana didn't get the same courtesy. I think, as you put it, is a disappointment because as a, if we can go watch Skukune, Chipa, uh, TS Galaxy, and these are teams who have who are newly promoted, newly promoted into the 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 Premier Division. Why can't we do so for Ibafana Bafana? Because I mean, interesting Ibafana Bafana is that we compare them to Banyana Banyana. Oh, Banyana Banyana go to the World Cup. Banyana Banyana win the Afcon, and they need to get the support. But then the question is, so so Bafana has to get the the the, the hard way back if ever they they are, they are to return to their glory days without the fan support, without the advertising, without the the the, the financial backing of the corporates and, the, and 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 the private companies. I think that is that is that is appalling. When you look at, and I know I know it's the, it's the rugby World Cup right now, but if Look at the energy that the Springboks are able to 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 master or drum up in terms of hype, in terms of uh, wear your, your your shirts, in terms of CR, and they're just writing off a lot of positives, and they can get people to fill up stadiums, whether it's Park, whether it's Kings Park, whether anywhere in the country. If if the Springboks are playing, that's what. The same cannot be said all the time for the Proteas, but the Proteas are better off than Bafana. Like, way, way, way. Free. And Proteas tickets are, what, twice as much? Yes. Three times more than Bafana tickets? And this was supposed to be the most popular sport in the country, so it doesn't quite correlate. And as you say, I'm going to show and so it was maybe a given. But now it's not justified. You can't justify not going to support because what do you want from them? A win, they do win. You want them to qualify, they do qualify. What now? You know, what so more? Mm-hmm. What, what more must they do? And so I, I think we need to do that because end of the day, man, we can't have Mamelodi Sundowns the best thing in South African football because now we're even struggling for fans. But they're the premier showcase of talent and style. Why don't, why, why don't we do the same? Because now, season ticket for mm-hmm. Pirates and Chiefs, because we want to drum up the numbers. We want to conjure uh, the interest and, and, and make it as popular as we can. I think Bafana deserves the very same thing because show on their end of advertise. Like, I would like to know what Bafana is Sometimes you get that. You know, it's an international break, but when is Bafana playing? You know, and I think if we do a better job, like from the top, I'm not saying what this affects us because you know, regardless, if we know squad is playing and it's only 50 bucks, and then later on, come on, guys. come on. Yeah, I think um, the the word from us is we're calling out the fans. Uh, it's never happened before. They were justified in the past. Bafana were disappointing, but there's a turnaround. And sure, guys, we, again, I mentioned, we're not yet the class of 1996 or 98 to 2002. But if we have hopes of getting there, then the national team should be able to count on us as well. The captain in the game before Morocco, he expressed, Uti, mm. they feel a certain way, the players, you know, when all they hear is negativity. And again, I'll mention in the past it was justified, but now they're doing well enough for us to give them a chance, at mm. least give mm. them a chance. So, Chuck, disappointment for Bafana Bafana, more disappointment towards Africa or maybe New Zealand, depending on or which China. position or mm. China, which position you want to take. Israel Adesanya mm. was defeated by Sean Strickland in a unanimous decision called by some as the greatest shock in UFC history. Man, <laughs> how did that happen? Is it the greatest shock? Uh, you are someone who follows the UFC very closely. Is this result something out of absolutely nowhere? 
out of absolutely nowhere because every because of what they do if i if if i would go back to the content that i consume on youtube and whatnot they would ask uh active fighters who you think is winning this uh main event this weekend and whatever every one of them loads of sean strickland is probably just playing up or a teammate jack but everyone says israel adesanya because sean strickland is probably the lesser of all the fighters as easy as fought in the last five six uh fights that he's had he is the more He's the least dangerous, basically, according mm. to me, because when you look at his record, for instance, right, U, U, U Pereira, who is, is his nemesis for life, we see from kickboxing to UFC, yes. he's someone who has a back and forth, not easy. They, they win and they lose and they, they exchange those results. U, 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 U Pereira, as one of his build-up fights to get to contention to fight for the belt, was against Sean Strickland, and he wiped the floor with him. It was easy work, easy work, you know? But fortunately for him... There was no bad blood. Ooh, Jimmy's, <laughs> and they were working out together, you know. But even then, no one still saw it coming because even Sean Strickland wasn't blowing his horn and saying, "I'm going to come back with the belt." Like I'm going to give a good showing. Uh, I've actually focused and trained in this fight, so I'll give you the best that I can. But it wasn't someone who was confident of actually doing it, you know. But when you look at what actually happened on the night, that is the shock for me. Number one, Adesanya being dropped in round one. That's a shock. Yeah. The biggest shock is that all the judges has it, had it 4-1 to Strickland. So you got knocked down and you couldn't answer. You couldn't retaliate. You couldn't show up. You couldn't say, hold on, I'm the champion here. You Unanimous. couldn't slow. Yeah, you couldn't slow down what was happening to you. You couldn't turn the tide. You couldn't You couldn't uh, change what was happening to you, you know. And you get someone like Dana White saying, us was not the easy we know. Something was wrong. Only Izzy knows what's what. And then post-fight, Izzy only says, Wuti Ach is going to be with the people who love him, his team and whatnot. And he leaves his coach to, to, to handle the questions. Mm-hmm. So there's questions in the air in terms of, was it the Izzy that we know what happened? But you had some people who were keen eyed and who were watching. It was like, well, the reason why you didn't see the classic Izzy is that he got knocked down first round. So round two, three, four, and five, he's probably wary of getting knocked down again. And so he's more cautious. So it, it, it is it is a major upset, Jay. I, I, I didn't see it coming. Like, only to wake up. And when I, sometimes when you call certain things, you go past four websites without getting an answer. Uh, website number five, I think it was dozen. There's a picture of Strickland with the belt. I'm like, nah, this can't be. It cannot be. It cannot be. But turns out it was true. So in terms of upsets, it is up there. Rematch? Uh, Dana White suggests because they didn't see like the regular Izzy that it might be a rematch but people are in arms because if you think about it Ultricus Duplessis was supposed to be fighting Izzy yeah. this, this, uh, for this bout um, and he was supposed to be the one who has a chance to get the belt but also when you look at the fact that when Izzy lost to Pereira he got an immediate rematch and everyone so the, the thing about a rematch is that if people are injured or they're nursing injuries they have to recover you can't just schedule it next month or the month after that so you're somewhat holding up the division it's yeah. made away and as the former champion and then now you're delaying other people who have earned their place as maybe um, interim champion or number one contender so I think it, it wouldn't be fair that every time Izzy gets beaten go go get, go and get a rematch you know Izzy fight someone else let, let the division be a bit different because it was almost like a Kamaru Usman thing where you've run out of opponents and it's like who's next yeah. you know up until Usman got beat then you're like okay there's new there's new fish in the sea there's new blood in the water there's this it's, it's different so it's got a completely different look so with Izzy I, I wouldn't want it to be an immediate rematch I think there's more hype if maybe the belt changes hands and he gets to fight Duplessis for the belt and he's on the other side or even if he does fight Strickland for the belt again but now he's going to have to say to us that I've trained harder than before because every time you watch a boxing match or a UFC match they say 
Jay's in the greatest convention that I've seen ever. Like he's not, no one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me re, let me rather rephrase. Jay hasn't looked at shops uh, for as long as I've trained him. And you're like, only now, Jay. Jay is in his thirties. <laughs> only now, only now. <laughs> he's about blind. Like guys, you can't be lying all this time, you know. Yeah. But they can sell us that narrative again. And so I think immediate rematch shouldn't be there. Let other people shine if there's a spot to, because you just lost. Our drama. You weren't disqualified. You just lost. You were beaten. So sit sit down. In the corner, <laughs> take notes. Wait your turn. <laughs> Sticking with the fight game, right? I want to ask mm. you a series of questions. Um, give me a yes and maybe a one-liner in terms of your support for the DS or no. Okay. In terms of rematches, you we have Crawford. Uh, Spence has enforced the, the rematch. Mm. Is there a possibility that goes Spence's way? One word, no. <laughs> Doesn't need a sentence. And then we've heard from Eddie Hearn that they've agreed, uh, Wilder as well as Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Yeah, we've been down on Joshua um, in, in the last year or so, last few years, actually. Is that still a super fight at this point? Nah, a lot has happened in that time because if you think about the fact that Wilder got beaten soundly by Fury and Fury is the best, right? You can take that. But he, he went quiet after that. Like he disappeared for a while and then he came back and fought. The same opponent that uh, Joshua fought now of which he beat late in the fight, I think Wilder knocked him out in the first round. That was like two years prior. So it's not it's not the thing that's hot on our lips anymore. I know that's more than one line. Yes, Chuck, <laughs> you, str- you struggle to follow instruction. But you mentioned uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury who looks like he's not in shape he never really truly looks like he's in shape but he he puts people uh he, he gives people the business when he enters into the ring there was the face down the fight is happening between him and francis francis have a chance because it's combat sports and francis got the power he does have a chance but i mean while uh tyson has been fighting people with power who have a chance and he's put them away still unbeaten so i still give it to tyson fury well then, we will see. We'll see what 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 happens with those. It started off like a year where there was so much hope for mm. the great fights, and we've had the fights. Uh, it's not quite lived up to what we thought we'll 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 get. You know, I'm still holding out for because Crawford is is yapping a lot about uh, Canelo, and Canelo is still sitting on his perch that is not coming down, and still with the idea that if he wins, no one's going to give him the credit, and if he loses, he's gone. He would have lost quite a lot. But holding out for that one, we'll see if that happens. All right, Chuck, uh, switching to a different sporting court, switching to tennis over the weekend. We saw Novak Djokovic be crowned as the men's champion. We saw on in the women's side, Coco Goff fulfilling her potential at 19 years old, winning her first mm. Grand Slam title. And I want to start in, in, in with the women, right? So unlike the men where Djokovic has won three of the four titles and the other one has gone to the world number two, Carlos Alcaraz, in the women's... I'm going to say the women's division because we're talking about like fighting. But in the women's draw, you've had Sabalenka was beaten in the US Open final. She won the Australian Open. You had uh, Iga Schreitek defending her French Open title. We saw um, Martina Vondrasova winning against Angebur in Wimbledon. And then, of course, as we mentioned most recently, we have Coco Goff beating Arina Sabalenka in the final. Do you think the variety of champions on the women's side if you compare it to the men's side where we tend to get the same winner winners is something that makes the women's game a little more exciting and draws potential viewers in i think it's a, it's a yes and no because i think it's also 
uh, women's tennis is Achilles heel that it's hard to find someone like Serena who would then rack up the titles and, and, and become one of the best in the sports because in in Serena's shadow you struggle to find other t- great tennis players because they come and they go or they don't last too long in the sun because Serena's that dominant um, whereas in the men's game You've had your Djokovic rise at the same time as Nadal, um, while also in the in the in the pomp of a Federer, and you've you've had actual stars. But in this particular instance, I think then it's good for the game because Shuetek is relatively young and has got a couple of um, Grand Slams under her name. Sabalenka's also got a Grand Slam um, this year, as you say, and Kukukov has been someone who's been showing a bit of potential and 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 you were wondering can she do it on the bigger stage and she's done it now and and so i think at this at this point in time where they are i don't know if someone like a shwaitek can run gamut and just kill everyone because she's got her weaknesses like grass and maybe even maybe the clay could be a problem for her and then you've got her strong surfaces which is australian and u.s open but she didn't win the u.s open because coco's there you know so i think the fact that they've got different strengths and weaknesses makes it interesting because you it's hard to, to, to defend because also the format of the women's game is, is the best of three so even if even if you play on your favorite surface if you have an off not even off day off yeah. hour yeah <laughs> you're on the verge of going out you know so i think it does make it interesting because of who these people are what they've done and the time in which it's happening right now if you ask me the question five years later and it still looks like this i don't think it's exciting but because I think for me, it, 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 I'm salivating at how many more can Coco get? get? Can Swiatek stop her? Von Rosova, can she get one more before, before she's on her way out? Anshtabur, will she win something? Or will Sabalenka come through? So there are names there that, that get yeah, you excited. Yeah, so I think now there's, there's an actual crop of players who are rising to the top. So I think it does make it exciting. So I think I'll jump on that and say it could be. Um, yes. A lot of what you mentioned is, is the reason why I say it could be and it's to be seen, right? Hmm. Because those storylines are only compelling if they continue. If next year we have like a different four for for some win the Grand Slam titles, it's hard to get behind what is happening because sports tells a story, you know, hmm. and there needs to be some form of continuity in order for fans to be engaged. On the one end, the other thing that sports always is craving for is parity. You wanna you wanna have a sense that on any given day anyone can get it but there's a limit to that right it's not every single time you want to see like those upsets i've said in the past for example uh keza chiefs not being a superpower as they have in the past or manchester united has been good for the game but i also do believe at some point there needs to be a turnaround because there are massive fan bases who are invested in their team teams winning Mm. the greater football fraternity is invested in seeing them get knocked down you know but at some point the question is can they come back up because if you ever found yourself in a situation where United or Kansas Chiefs get relegated, that would be disastrous. It might sure, be fun yeah. um, for a moment until you realize there's no so way to Derby, you mm. know. And what is what are we left with? There's a vacuum that we left with. Same thing then in in in, in women's tennis, where if the other rivalries, Djokovic spoke about this uh, when he mentioned him and Medvedev have faced each other 15 times, and they tend to have good matches. And the Alcaraz thing came up at Wimbledon and because of what Alcaraz has done in a short period of time and they are the new rivalry in tennis. Mm. It's not going to last long. I've, I said it, it's not really good for the game because we're going to get it for a show. But while we have it, it's great for the game. And Djokovic mentioned that that it was great when Federer and Nadal were around. And tennis, it's been like that Borg and, and, and McEnroe and, and, and Berg, Becker mm. and Ed, like F. F and Berg. F. 
Effenberg? I think so. I'll, I'll Google just to be sure. This yes. is what I think it is. Um, Agassi <laughs> and Sampras. Um, and then we had, uh, in the women's game, we had the Williams sisters. Never won truly for Serena Williams because she was super dominant. So I think if those rivalries are cemented where... Okay, before, I, I wondered, will Coco Golf ever be able to overcome Iga Shritek? And she did in the previous tournament before coming into the US Open. And at this US Open, you had like Arena Sabalenka, who's made semifinals at all of the Grand, Grand Slams. You know, mm. she finally broke through and she won in, in Australia. And then you saw her being beaten by Mukova in, in the French Open. And then in at Wimbledon, it was on Stubert. But then she's still right there. So you know she's world number one. And it's justified why she's world number one. Now the question is, can Igor Shritek come back at... She was number one for 75 weeks. Can she come back at, at, at Sabalenka and the rest of the draw? Is this it for Coco Golf? Or is she going to take another step up? Is she going to be an all-time great? Mm-hmm. And what is going to happen with Ons Will she finally win a Wimbledon? Is that all she's interested in? Is that the only place the where price. she might win a Grand Slam title? Um, is Vendrosova one and done? Uh, mm-hmm. We saw Ostapenko who beat... Um, Schweitek in, in, in at this US Open, who then lost to Coco Golf, and then she's she lost to Coco Golf by six one six love, if not six one six two. Yeah, she was swatted away, and then she came out talking, man, like saying uh, she wasn't anything impressive. I was like, what? Which which match were you at? Like, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to her if she's like either a hater or she's like but she has to back it up deep down to in say her that, cooler. Yeah. She really has to. I mean, with her, you know, she won twenty seventeen French Open at, at as a teenager. But then she's not been close to winning Grand Slam since. And there, there's also been other Grand Slam winners in the women's game where there's, we've heard nothing from mm. them since then. You know, I think that does not does not um, put the game in, 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 in a good light. It does not do anything positive for the game. I think if it's a matter of five years down the line, as you say, we're looking at these women and one has got four Grand Slam titles, five, six, seven. Naomi Osaka is coming back now and she says she's mm. going to have a more... A, 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 she's going to be participating in more tournaments. You know, she's already a four-time Grand Slam winner. Whereas we were looking for a an a rival for her prior to her taking a step back from the game. Now Schweitek mm-hmm. has four Grand Slam titles. Will they develop a rivalry? Will she develop a rivalry with Coco Golf? You know, and where's Sabalenka in in in, in all of this as well as Svitolina who doesn't want to shake hands with all these people? Can she be competitive enough to make it compelling? Mm. So I think. There's potential for it to be great if we see more from the same varied group. I think if the variety goes to like 12 different people are winning Grand Slam titles in the next like 16, then it's it's a circus. Yeah, I fully agree with you because you can't even buy like a quarterfinal ticket to watch Van Rosova or Sabalenka because, ah, second round, Sarah Pumil. It's shocking first at Waters though in the women's game. No, it is. (laughs) It is because... I agree with you fully in terms of you, you want to have someone that you're rooting for. Mm. Like you go to Wimbledon, the overwhelming favorite is Roger for as long as he's been playing. The clay is Nadal. Novak hasn't really gotten the love until Namanj. He's struggling to get and the love. And he's trying. And he's trying. And he's trying. But, but when those guys are not there, he becomes a favorite. Yeah. But when the tournament starts, he's not really amongst the favorites. But nonetheless, even if you don't like him that much, he's a constant. And you can back him and say, this guy will do great things. And he's done that to the tune of 24 Grand Slams. So in that way, you chop and change. Now I agree. If you do it too often, then it's like, so support the one. Because now you're just going to mass. Yeah, and what are we getting behind? Like, not, what no are we Joseph. rooting for? Yeah. You know? So I think we, we, we need that stability. Question I posed to you is that, do you think it would benefit the, the women's game? Or do you think it, 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 
it might suffer for it to have three the best of five in the Grand Slams. Do I'd like to then, see it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it to be able to judge it. And there's no reason to think that they wouldn't be able to do it. If you look at other sports that women compete in, women run marathons. Mm. Um, they run 10 kilometers. I know they don't quite do the full extent of the Tour de France, right? Um, but they also are there in, mm. in, in more taxing sports where it's a matter of fatigue. It's mm. a matter of can they last as long uh, and still be able to put on a good show. And they've they've said in the past, Serena Williams has said in the past that, well, if you want us to play five sets, let us play five sets. I'm game you know, for it, yeah. yeah. Challenge us to play five sets. Especially because of the way that the women's game is played. It's it's very quick points. Mm. Um they are hitting the, the fur off of that ball and you don't tend to have like rallies going to the double digits, uh, even on clay, where mm. it, the surface promotes longer rallies. You still don't get to see that in the women's game. So if it's a matter of being concerned about fatigue, I don't think that's going to be an issue. One, because female athletes have shown they have capacity. Mm. And two, the way the women's game is set up is you are you will tend to have quick points. So you're not going to have like lung busting rallies where that's an issue. So mm. I'd love to see it. Um, yeah. And if they say they can do it, I believe them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, w- it would be worth seeing and, and seeing what dynamic it brings up. What it will do as well is you'll tend to see the best players win and go go deep and win the Grand Slam titles because what it does in the men's side, it, it levels it out no, where three best of three mm. is still a bit of a gamble. Uh, you think about Djokovic came back in his, six, his last 16 or quarterfinal match. He was two sets to love down. Yes, he would have been, been out of the tournament, you know. Mm. But he, because it's five sets, the question to the opponent is, can you be good for another three sets? And what eventually was answered is the cream does rise to the top. So the thing that we are looking for in terms of the consistency of the very best players um, being there deep into those tournaments, we are very likely... To see it mm. in five setters than we are um, in three setters, so I'd love to see it. I'd definitely yeah, love to I'm see thinking it. it'll give us that stability where you are not out in a flash and you can build your innings, so to speak. If you're struggling mm. in the first set, and you can then play on and, and, and show your 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 quality. And also, I think it might just bring if it does get to those long rallies and long games. I don't think it will happen too often, as you point out. Maybe there'll be more variety in the women's game. I can smash the the fur off the ball because you'll be out of here in an hour. You yeah. know. But if we're playing three hours and I was like, I need a different tactic because I, I, I messed out some cartel. Let me do the drop shot. Let me go deep in the baseline. Let me uh, approach the net more often, you know, and maybe it'll give us that. But I think I think as it is right now, it's good. But I think it would struggle if it continues like this. And those players have shown themselves in this particular year. Um, Vondrasova, hmm. Mukova, as well as Ons Jabir. They play a different kind of game. Um, they're thinking constantly on the court. I'm not saying the other players are not thinking. Mm. But because they don't have the same kind of power as some of the other players. But also, that's their game. You know, it's an all-court game. You see the drop shots. Um, you see the angles. And it'd be great to mm. see them try to dismantle the players who want to just hit hit it out, 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 out the ground, you know, mm. over a five-set five match. Like, what 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 does a chess match look like? So the players are there, the, mm. the 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 game is there, the athletes are there. So if there's a possibility to see it, let's let's see it. Mm-hmm. 
On the men's side, Chuck, um, Novak Djokovic, as we've mentioned already, won his 24th Grand Slam title. Uh, he ties the all-time record by Margaret Court. Although Margaret Court's record as an asterisk because 13 were won during before the open era where it was just amateurs and players who pay who played for money were not allowed. I'm not actually sure. I need to do that research. I'm not sure if the women were getting paid at that point. So mm. I know it was she was great though. That's not to take away um, from her record because I saw she she won the calendar slam even during the open era. She went and had a baby, come back and did the same thing. Wow, okay. And has a ninety percent <laughs> win record all time. So ninety percent. Ninety percent. So okay. nothing to be scoffed at. Um mm. but in terms of the open era since nineteen sixty eight where everyone was allowed to play, so the best were playing the best. That record was Serena Williams with twenty three. And now Djokovic has gone past that. We've already had the conversation about whether he's the greatest um, tennis player of all time. And I think even though we don't root or haven't traditionally (laughs) rooted for Djokovic, we can agree that he's at the top of Mm. that list. I want to expand it, right? That if then he is the god of tennis and put him in and amongst the other glittering stars across the spectrum of sport. Do you have him as the greatest athlete of all time? I'll, I'll start off by telling you that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my criteria is a few things, right? One, you have to be and you have to participate in an individual sport because I think there are too many variables in 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 team sport. You think about if I say Lionel Messi is the greatest um, football soccer player of all time, Lionel Messi plays an attack; he doesn't defend. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you think about boxing, you have to defend yourself; you have to attack. Same thing in tennis; you have to defend; you have to attack. Mm-hmm. Also. If you want to put up a Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen to win a championship. Uh, he never won a championship without Scottie Pippen. Again, in the individual sport, there's nowhere to hide. There's no one to turn to. If you're not having a good day. There's no teammate to pick you up. Um, mm. There's no. There, there isn't anybody to take up the slack. You know, you have to figure it out. Djokovic in the final against Medvedev. <laughs> And I say this carefully because in the past, uh, and I truly believe this, Djokovic has presented himself as not being 100% on court for attention. But having seen him in the Wimbledon final, uh, it's clear to me that he is old. Uh, and in that second set against Medvedev, he was struggling physically. But he had he had to rally, and he mm. did. Uh, he won that second set and won the match, winning in straight sets at, at the end of it. So there was no one coming to save him. So you have to be an an, an an individual athlete. And then longevity, you have to have been at the top for a long time. And then um, you have to have won, obviously, which Djokovic has. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the final thing for me is competition. So the road to prosperity, how hard was it? Like, what did you have to enjoy? What did you have to go through in order to acquire that success? Mm-hmm. In the case of Novak Djokovic, Federer and Nadal, um, I don't. I don't need to motivate that, uh, but if I look at any other sporting great, uh, whatever era they found themselves in, I don't think there was an opponent or opponents quite as strong as two other guys who are in the conversation as the greatest in their sport. Mm-hmm. And to that, end of 2010, Djokovic has one Grand Slam title. Rafael Nadal has nine. Roger Federer has 16. Mm-hmm. He overhauled them while they were still playing. So when I when I when I take all of that into consideration for me, he's he's the greatest athlete of all time. 
to that you say what? For <laughs> night After all that, <laughs> to that you say what? If if if, if maybe uh, you, maybe you have somebody else. Look, he does have a very great shot because yeah. if you think about the fact that you just named the goats. Um, Rafa struggling with injury. I think he might just call it quits. Nasik Dala Rogers gone. Even the small guys, even the new guys, the younger guys are getting it. You know, like yeah. maybe maybe they've turned during like his. Uh, shield second place acceptance speech chance you know and if, if if the guys who are coming up the next gen is saying that to you and you must be utterly dominant um because i mean if if Roger wasn't Roger and if Nadal wasn't wasn't Nadal, I think they'd ask him the same question. Which kind of when do you go away? Because he's eaten at at their lead, he's overtaken their league, and he cemented himself as the sole player or the sole athlete on twenty four Grand Slams. I think, <clears throat> man, it's hard to. Look, when you talk about, here's where it gets me. When you talk about athletes being in a, a individual sports, because for me, you can put up someone like LeBron James who carries Amalekas even at his age. Where you're yeah. like, I, this guy's old. You should be giving him time to rest and to time to recover. But he's still, you know, slugging away and and and, and doing a lot. So when you look at how people would praise someone like Ronaldo, 37, 38, still playing um, and 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 doing amazing things in the prem, you know. So, individual sports, I think, speaks a lot when you say people don't show up. Because here we were saying, ah, if Simbina doesn't do well, Wade will do well. Wade had the worst time of his life in the recently concluded World Championships. He finished, what, 7th or 8th? There's nowhere yeah. to hide. I, I, there's no one to pass the bats into. So, I think, I can't ignore the criteria. I don't think that comes into my reckoning or that thinking. But, I mean, when you look at the fact that people on their own, by themselves, without um, teammates who pick up the slack or do different jobs. Because essentially when you are in a team, you form part of a cog or you're a different piece of the puzzle. You know, you do just something different. So maybe that doesn't aid you in terms of being the, the greatest athlete of all time. Um, but I mean, when we talk about Messi and Ronaldo, these are the guys who were, at, were the very best at their craft. Novak is the very best at, at, at his craft as well because the Grand Slams speak for themselves. The fact that he, he was he was going against Roger and going going against Rafa Nadal speaks for itself. So, individual sports, I can say Tiger was good, but I don't read golf. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and the like, thing with golf, right, Chuck? Uh, I love I, I love golf relative to you, of mm-hmm. course. Yes. But you've heard me say this as well. I'm not always certain that golf is a sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sometimes think it's it's a game, you know, highly yeah. competitive, and it's a great watch for me at least. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the word athletes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think athletes. I think run, jump, um, throw. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you the oldest major winner in golf was Phil Mickelson I think in 2021 and he was 50 before that as well like uh, Tom Watson almost won the British Open at the age of 15 and I think if you can win the grandest prize in your sport in your 50s <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. it's it's not it's not it's not a sport I'd put up against mm. what what we're talking about yes we've seen Roger and now um Djokovic is winning at 36 but 36 is not 50 mm-hmm. you know so golf golf uh, yeah I'd, I'd set aside because otherwise I would put Tiger Woods um, up there Jack Nicklaus as well mm-hmm. and the, with Tiger not truly considered the goat because Jack Nicklaus still has more majors than him so mm-hmm. that would also disqualify him you know I think because of characters and people who I like I might lean towards you but I mean I know you'd also appreciate if I counted with someone like Michael Phelps, like the most decorated uh, Olympian swimmer, you know? I mean, He's it, the big debate for me. Yeah, because I mean, if you can go into me. the water, look left and right, and then school everyone, yeah. qualify at the biggest showpiece, 
compete and then go away and come back and dominate because that's the thing about Djokovic for me which he, yeah it's still Ronaldo's like I let him at 37 but he's not the same Ronaldo 10 yeah. years ago but Novak is getting more numbers or getting better the older he gets that's why I need to know but we back I mean he 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 had, he had, he had a a blockbuster of a game against Alcaraz, who is a new bull in town with all the strength, all the stamina, all the youth on his side. But he toiled to beat Djokovic, right? And Djokovic is someone who is saying, I mean, also his professionalism, which he must try different things. Lenta Bim Simmons last year to maintain his body is not the same thing that he's doing this year, you know? So, man, I can put up people like Phelps. Um, I don't know if I can think of someone else, but... I'll tell you I who I consider, right? Um, yeah. Phelps... The story of Phelps is Phelps was at the 2000 Olympics um, at 15 years old. Mm. He won his first gold medal in international competition at the World Championships in 2001 at 16. He was still winning gold medals in mm. 2016 in Rio. So he's got the longevity. And of course, he's got like the winning most successful Olympian ever, both as an individual, uh, yes, overall, which includes the relays, but that mm. would be then the team aspect. But even as an individual, he's got the all-time record. The only thing for me, and we're talking margins when we're talking about like these conversations, the only thing for me with Phelps is he's a swimmer. And mm. the thing about that is his greatest competition was Ryan Lochte, who had a reality TV show on <laughs> e, on e Entertainment. <laughs> and Ryan Laszlo Chair. And mm. they, they were great. You know, from, in all seriousness, they were great. But you don't really think about them in the way that you think about Roger and Nadal. Even, like, coming from, like, people who know more about swimming. Mm. And swimming is not as popular a sport as tennis. And the only reason I mention that is because of its popularity. More people play tennis, which means there's a wider pool of people to compete against. The opportunity for stiffer competition is greater than in, in swimming, mm. you know, because not that many people participate in swimming. So that's 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 the tiebreaker in terms of Djokovic over Faust. The other person I thought about, Usain Bolt, mm. um, same thing. He won a lot over a long period of time. Would you, have Michael, would you have Michael Johnson over Bolt or is no. that Bolt still for you? Uh, it's Bolt for me. Do you not think of it like multidisciplinary? Don't you think that aids him? Like he's also got the 400 title. So Johnson started in the 200, right? Mm. And then he went away from the 200. He he, he solely became a, a 400 specialist towards okay. the end of his career. As Bolt was one and two at, mm. the, at, the, at, at the championships. And also that popularity thing, there are many more people who run the 100 meters. You know, okay. it's the blue ribbon band of athletics, period. Mm-hmm. So it, you would say it's the most competitive of, of of the disciplines in athletics. So there's that uh, as well. And Bolt did beat, in the top five fastest sprinters of all time, Bolt is number one. The next mm-hmm. four are Tyson Gay, um, Asafa Powell, as Gatlin. well as Justin Gatlin, and the Worst one Jamaican country. whose name is not coming to Yohan me now. Blake. Johan Blake. Mm-hmm. And he was beating those guys. But then where he loses points, if you want to say that, is while they are the, the, the four fastest sprinters of all time, I don't think you think about them and they're not spoken about as the greatest sprinters of all time. Mm. You know, And largely it's due to Bolt. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> you know, the time his but dominance. Yeah, yeah. But as well, yeah, they don't really have that reputation in the same way that Nadal and Federer have that reputation. So there are there are there are opponents. You know, it's not oh man, it's unanimous. Like the, it's mm. not even close. Uh, but with those margins considered, I, I have Joko at the top. I think also it's a matter of the the personality, the character. Because if I loved um, Djokovic like I do Rafa, or oh sorry, Roger, 
I would have said to you easy, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's that thing of you not you're not um, as close to the athlete in terms of your affections or rather your interest in him as a person. So, I think if we were looking at if if Roger was as agile and was doing the things that Djokovic was doing to get the win, because I think a national talent. Rogers at the top, easily, you know, and Djokovic has grafted his way. And I think that's maybe the way that the definition of athlete comes into the picture in terms of he grafted his way, yeah, as to well. get there, yeah. Because I think if we're talking about who's the most talented or mm. who's the best, it's a different conversation. It's the same thing in football, right? Yeah. Ronaldinho, in most people's eyes, is the most talented footballer they've ever seen, mm. but it's a different conversation now when you talk about longevity and impact and. How long was he at the top? How long was he affecting uh, those games? Mm. You know, so I think very, very similarly. Yes, Roger Federer for me still the most athletic, aesthetically pleasing, and I think he's got the best game of anyone mm. who's ever played tennis. But I think you switch positions. I never like speaking like negatively about Roger, <laughs> but if Feder, if Djokovic is in Federer's position, he wins in 2008 against Nadal on his surface. I think he wins in 2009 again against Nadal after Nadal had the five set against Vitasco the previous mm-hmm. night. And, and doesn't lose to, to those intangibles. No, he doesn't lose to Del Potro. And also, Federer never beat Djokovic in a Wimbledon final. Mm. Though the last time they were together in a Wimbledon final, on his serve, he was 40-15 up in the first set. And he managed to lose that match. You 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 flip the opponents. If Djokovic is in that position, which he did, mm. I think he wins from that mm. position against Roger Federer. So Federer's issues were the intangibles of greatness. Um, that when your back is against the wall, can you can you rally? Mm. You know, and he he could. Don't get get me wrong, but not at the level of of Djokovic. And I think I, th- I think that's what gives Djokovic the. It's it's what gives all the greats the edge because everybody's talented at that level. And what the question is, what separates you? And the things that the absolute greats do, like Djokovic has it in bucket loads. You put up Novak Djokovic as one of the all-time greatest athletes, and I could not disagree. I could not find any reason um, to not crown him that because of his longevity. Elsewhere, if we cross um, borders and we go to a different sporting code, Someone's greatness tag is really, really, really being threatened because champions in 87, champions in 2011, 2015. But after a thrashing against the Springboks and a defeat to, 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 to France, what's happening in the Old Blacks? We speak about the opening game of the Rugby World Cup, that is. Jay, are they in trouble? Do you think they can figure things out? Or did you see stuff in that game where you figured ah, they'll be fine? It's just a blip in the road. I don't think it's just a blip in the road. Mm. Um, although. There's time to turn it around. Uh, I'll start there. There's time to turn it around because in their group, no one else should give them a problem. Right now, they're fourth um, out of five teams in their group because they lost against France. And top of that group is Italy after they beat Namibia handsomely. But I don't think the All Blacks are going to lose against Italy and miss out on, a, on a quarterfinal place. Mm. They next... Absolute big match will be in that quarterfinals because in that quarterfinal they're going to play either the Springboks or Ireland, you know. So they need to sort out things before then against either one of the, those opponents, against the absolute best teams of which France is, is is one of those. The four favorites would be France, New Zealand, Ireland, and South Africa. They've already played France. And as I'm saying, coming up on their schedule sometime in the near future is either the Springboks or Ireland. And in those matches, Chuck, yes, there are things to, to, to be concerned about. The biggest thing 
is discipline. We mm. saw against the Springboks very early on, they had two guys sin bent, and then eventually um, there was a red card that was given to the Barrett's, Scott Barrett's, Scott Barrett against, against, against the Springboks, yes. yes. Scott Barrett got the red card. In the game against France, both halves started magnificently. Mm. When you watch that match, Rika Yoni makes a break. There's a quick uh, tap from Aaron Smith. There's the beautiful cross kick from Barrett. And Talea is scoring in the corner. Similarly, in the second half, Talea is also scoring mm-hmm. um, a try. But either side of, of, of those tries, the arm wrestle of Test Match Rugby, especially at a tournament like the Rugby World Cup, got away from them. Because... They had an opportunity, I felt, towards the end of that first half where France looked a bit gassed. Mm. And New Zealand had opportunities, but then uncharacteristically, again, not just discipline, but in terms of execution, they're losing the ball mm. in, 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 in positions where usually you see, you, you see them cross over the whitewash and they're punishing teams. But then, for the most part, they scrum, didn't mm. look very good. Um, they, they conceded... 12 penalties to four against France, seven in in the second half. And France kept chipping away. You know, they were playing in in the right parts of of the park. New Zealand weren't able to do that. They need to figure out how to play in the opponent's half, opponent's 22, more than they found themselves in the game against France. And in in, in terms of France, their number eight was great. He Mm -hmm. was all over the park tackles, um, ball carrying. He was pulling an Audi Sevea uh, on on the night. And Sevea... Didn't quite have his best game, but that's because they didn't get um, forward ball. Mm. So it wasn't absolutely terrible. But when you consider the fact that the bad things that showed up against France mirror the bad things that show up that showed up against the Springboks, the Black Machine is 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 not at its absolute peak as mm. we've seen in the past. So they've got things to worry about if they have thoughts of winning the World Cup in terms of getting at the group and getting to the quarterfinals it shouldn't be too much of a problem also the last World Champions we saw in 2019 lost their first the first match lost the match in, in, in the group stages Springboks against the All Blacks and then went on to win the mm. Rugby World Cup so you can improve within the two months of the Rugby World it's Cup it's a long long time Yeah, I mean with, with that much time you can't turn things around it's not yeah. like Battle like Sasa or two days from now so I think what I saw against against France was a team that wasn't able to show a side of theirs which is world renowned and very well known and understood is that the old blacks are ruthless. They just weren't. I mean, they started off well with the tribe, but then they're also not very up for physical confrontation. They're not because as it when I look at the first half, right, I was like, I don't really re- remember seeing the New Zealand rearguard action working as much in terms of France didn't bring much to the party. Mm. They scored early, the crowd was silenced, and you're like, okay, go for the kill. But they just couldn't do that. And I think that came back to bite them because as soon as a, 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 a switch flipped in terms of uh, the psyche and, and, and the machine that was e, 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 France, France were the better team. I mean, I could echo and you'd remember clearly in the last 10 minutes where New Zealand looked desperate to get points and they were kicking balls and they were handling errors. You're like, guys, Zinians aren't much. Absolutely spooked um, and and didn't want to lose the last game and there was nothing they could do about it. Um, The French number 14 was denied by excellent Rich Mwanga um, uh, tackle on the try line. 
But moments later, he starts over yeah. the line. Like, guys, fix your issues, you know? So it, it didn't quite make sense as to how are they so disorganized and not, not a unit. In a game where Audi Sevilla, I think, had a decent game, Utalao scored two, um, should have had a hat trick if they were giving him the ball. Will Jordan, nowhere to be seen. Pizzing on my yellow card, nan nan. You're like, guys. Discipline again, yeah. This is not the All Blacks, you know? So it was, it was, it was concerning. Obviously, against the better sides, I think they'll be tested. Against everyone else in the group, I agree with you thoroughly in terms of there's no, there's no one really to push them towards them making these errors in terms of whether handling or discipline. I think they, they should coast, just like how Italy can coast against Namibia because we all know Guti. If you take out Namibia, probably Italy are the European boys of the group or something like that. So, because it seemed... My, my concern is that Yes, they do have time, but they didn't learn anything from the game against South, South Africa. It took him. But I feel we woke up with the very same issues. And you wonder, can you guys fix those issues? So it's, it's worrying. What I don't like about the World Cup and the bracket that we're in right now is that South Africa, Ireland, France, New Zealand, Konos or Puma. Only or two. two of these teams can make, can make. Yes, week. Abo England, Abo Australia, Abo on the other side. That's, <laughs> that's an easy ticket. But um, it's, it's fine, I guess, because if New Zealand aren't good enough, it's fine if they don't make it because they wouldn't have earned it you know so it's, it's it's fine if we go to another game jay uh hunting of a game um oh, i forget his first name randrandra spilled yes. the ball in one of the oh man that was games. heartbreaking that um, was heartbreak you i think have that as game of the tournament oh, yes. thus far right yes break it down for us what do you think went wrong for fiji like, so what went right that last thing yeah what went right to begin with the fijians uh, you think about them, you think about Sevens Rugby. They they want to run with the ball and they just want to throw it around and play with a lot of flair. But where it's caught them out in the 15s game is they've not been very strong set piece with the scrums, with the lineouts, and in terms of uh, the dirty stuff that you have to do to win test matches, even at the ruck. This Fijian side, though, have improved in mm. that regard. You see them kicking for the corners and trying to get a rolling mall over the line, you know. Not very successful, but mm. successful enough where they can keep a Wales team, which is not the best Wales team we've ever seen at a World Cup mm. at bay. And that entire match, Chuck, they had Wales at sixes and sevens. They just couldn't convert. But I'm watching the Fijians. It's like, man, I love the Fijians because the Fijians as athletes, we're talking about athletes as athletes, they are... They carved out of a comic book. I look at them and I'm like, why aren't these guys winning more games? Because they are big, but they run with balance and with so much power. And it's a beautiful marriage between the two things. And it's like, man, these are the best athletes out there on the, on, on the rugby field, mm. bar none, you know. But then strategy has to come into it. Um, mm. Patience has to come into it. Sometimes they were guilty of um, individualism. They they fall back. Certainly, yeah. Um, there's a point where he's supposed to give the pass and he and he doesn't These give the pass. The he goes locks. he goes into contact. Mm. Yes, he did have a good game though. For most most of them had scintillating games. They they kept Wales on their back foot. Shout out to Wales who 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 did not allow the floodgates to be opened. And when they did get some chances when they're sniffing some chances they were able to convert ultimately that won them the game i felt though that that last chance the try line was right there and semi gets collects the ball and he's the star player mm. you know he gets the ball Man, he yeah. goes over he wins the game for them it's 
it's a great it's a great story but instead we're talking about them having lost a close one and what a game it was and mostly because of the fact that they did all the running um not afraid to take the ball in, in and it's not even just taking it into contact the lines that they run they are able to identify the gaps between the defenders and they don't go directly to the defenders like the promos do because the promos will mow you over they identify the space tactics, yeah. and they go for it. You see even like the interpassing between the fours, which is something I saw with the Spromos with Arches Neyman putting a pass for Mal Herbert around the corner with one hand. You see that a lot from mm. the Fijians, even amongst their forwards, where it's not just crash it up. You know, they're unafraid to pop a short pass when they're about to confront the defensive line. And it's not something you see from, mm. from, from, from the other teams. And it was quite the performance. Unfortunately, it ended the way that it did. It was, it was a crazy game. It was a slobber knocker. Like what, what, what they don't, what they have in terms of uh, flair, pace, and power, they lack in technical ability and just tactics, as you, as you, as you put out. Because I'm thinking, do you blame Uradradra because of the spill or the pass? Because the pass, if he, if he plays it flat and it gets to without bouncing, he has to connect that. Yeah, it was, the, it was in easy that moment. Enough. In that moment, when you consider the pressure mm. and the moment in the game, like. The pass was never going to be a perfect pass, um, yeah. be, again, because of the situation. But you anticipate that. And this is your sport, man. You, yeah. you, you throw and catch a ball, you know. Uh, so you had, you, had, you had to take that in and take it over the whitewash. For the sake of it being more competitive and exciting, I, I hope they get their tactics right. I hope they get their technical issues right. Because, I mean, they're a machine. They're a force. If you look at the fact that there was a, a no-try award, I think, in the 71st minute, and there were two tries down. They come yeah. back again like Wales, Nanians, and plan, and they score another try, and they're on the verge of getting beaten because I think a converted try gets them one up or two up over Wales, and we talk about that 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 error there. If they could just fix their technical ability, they're. I'll an tell awesome you who side. was happy. Well, well, not happy. Who was relieved? The kicker, because mm. that that try they scored late. It was in a kickable position because now they had to have a converted try, mm, and had 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 Semi gotten that ball and scored the try. The angle of that kick was going to be way tougher. And if he misses that after the high of Ritardo mm. scoring the try, then you're looking at the kicker like, nah, man, you, yeah. you're disappointed. You know, uh, it was disappointing, though, that they didn't win. Um, looking at the kicker, there was a kicker of ours who's not yes. looking at his wing. Um, no look pass from Mani Libok. I've never said this on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this on the podcast and you can you can hate me if you want, but... I'm not fun at parties, and mm. I'll prove it to you by. I'm not. Even, I don't even go to parties by telling you. There's no such thing as a no look anything. <laughs> there's no such thing as a no look anything. You there's, saw it, then you looked away. You saw it, and you looked away. It's a look away it's pass, a, yeah. uh, like uh, Firmino as well, and his no look passes or goal scoring. How do you know that it's there? How do you know that man is there? Because you saw him, you looked at him, and the only way to see him is to, because you looked at him. And look, it's flashy, yeah. you know. Um, uh, I'm here to burst people, like to burst people's bubbles. There's no and such thing as a no look anything, unless you've got some like supernatural sixth instinct where you know where everybody is, yeah, which is not the case. But um, Jay, I think because we're running short on time, I want to get you on two things, get your view on this. So we played um, Scotland. It was a tight, tight affair. Um, we came good in the second half. We got tries from Aronsa and a try from uh, who's Peter Steph. We got two tries and we were good. Got over the line. Mayelibok missed two kicks. I think so did U. Declack missed a kick as well, who's the replacement. Will that ever be an issue for us in terms of when things need to go well? Because we saw England with George Ford 
only yeah. had points from George Ford, and you're like, you guys, and I understand from England because they were a man down, and so maybe they didn't trust George themselves. George Ford also knew that his team are never going to score tries. <laughs> so I think one he took it upon himself. So if we ever go a man down, you want someone reliable like that. Number two, if ever, because reports are that he should be cleared and he should be fine. If we ever we were to lose someone like Elizabeth for like the Ireland game, panic stations, or do you think we're fine? I think we're fine. Uh, not fine as if like we're not going to miss him. It's a Beth is an all-time great, and I'd, I'd prefer him being there. But Ahres Neyman uh, is a good backup. If we have to turn to him, uh, there are far worse people we could turn to. Uh, the kicking, it, it may come back to bite us in, 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 in the you-know-what, uh, yeah. because historically, that's, that's a big part of the game, you putting points on, on the board. And in World Cups, we scored our first ever World Cup try in the last World Cup. Mm. Prior to that, we were dependent on kicks, you know. And you think against the better teams when it gets tight, especially in the latter stages, you're going to need to be able to put points on the board through your kicking. So it's concerning. Mm. But if the guy who's missing the kicks is able to give kick assists the way that he does, I think back also to the rope that he threw to Willemsa to end the, the Wales game. As CS says, we'll take that, mm. you know. Uh, but, but I'm concerned. I am concerned about the kicking. Um, but if we are able to also keep teams to just three points on the board, our defense was phenomenal. And it will be seen. Can anybody figure it out? We'll see in the game against Ireland. So, fairly happy. There's concern with kicking. Definitely major concern. But uh, fairly happy and still think we are on track. All right. That was too upfront for this particular week. There was a whole lot in that because a whole lot is happening and a whole lot is still going to happen. The Rugby World Cup continues. Club football is, will be back and we'll be back next week. Talking about all of that, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and we are on the City of Joburg's online radio station, which is Joburg Pulse. You can catch us there every Tuesday and every Thursday at 6 p.m. Follow us and engage with us on social media on X as well as Instagram is it is at two upfront pod. I'm at Janus Gomzulu Chuck is at Chuck Two Up from J. I'm Audi. Alright guys, hit us up on hit us up on those handles, listen to us on those platforms. Bafana Bafana and the fans, guys, understood. Let's go Bafana support Bafana. I'm not even asking for your opinion. I see and support the A Bafana Bafana. They're one of our own. Israel Adasanya got shocked by Sean Strickland. Is there a bigger shock in UFC or in combat sports? Or do you think Nganu might pull off an upset against Tyson Fury? What are your thoughts on Izzy? Izzy over the hill? Nah, I see what I did there. US Open new champion, Coco Goff, perennial champion, not perennial. Champion YOI, Novak Djokovic, greatest athlete of all time. Where do you have him in that debate? And then rugby, what do you make of the opening game? All Blacks got shocked. South Africa looked all right. Do you think we still are favorites according to what you've seen in the first sample of the World Cup, which is game, game week number one? This is Chuck, and I'm out.